So hello and welcome to this uh, new episode uh, of Pat's Chat. Today I have a guest from uh, Hong Kong and she's the founder and director of Ignite, a company that helps their customers to enter the Chinese market uh, effectively and also they're offering a marketing training. So with me, the uh, founder, Carrie, uh, Carrie-Anne Yu. Hi, Carrie, how are you today? Hi, thank you for having me. It's so nice to chat with you and yeah, share thanks. my interest. Thanks a lot for your time. And uh, well, uh, how, how is the, first of all, the situation in Hong Kong uh, right now? Uh, right now, it's a little bit serious because um, there's some people back to Hong Kong and, you know, because when they're back, they, they were like embarrassed. So, but it's like stable right now. We've gone through the supermarket all blank, the trial, you know, the trays and, uh, Everyone just uh, grabbed the toilet paper and, and <laughs> ride. But right now, it's all being stable, so it's okay, it's fine. Okay, that's great to hear. And uh, like uh, when we pre-discussed, like this goes a little bit in the same uh, direction of this topic. You told me uh, like when you're at the downside, the, there seems to be no hope. But if you look yeah. back, uh, all is a blessing. And I think that uh, fits quite well to your, uh, to your career. Uh, which we want to learn about uh, it uh, a little bit more today. So I think why why don't you start with uh, t uh, giving us a little bit insights in your in your childhood when you grow up in Hong Kong, how that time was, and uh, how how was school at that time? Uh, okay, I was born and grew up in Hong Kong, so I'm a Hong Kong citizen. And after I graduated from college, I was a primary school teacher for four years. And then I have a chance to work in different area. Um, and uh, after sometimes I, from a primary school teacher, you know, is, uh, you know, that was the environment that's really pure. You just face the parents and students, right? And from time to time, I just entered the business field that I work in um, overseas study group. That is one of the longest running um, overseas study group in Hong Kong. And from a manager, I've been promoted as a vice principal in three months. But after I, as a vice principal, I just know that the company is in um, a debt that is around 600,000, uh, over 600,000 US dollars. And I must help the company to get out of rent. So with the no experience in marketing, uh, no experience in business world, just I know it's about education. So as a vice principal, I work really hard at that one year. Uh, I even have one month no salary from that company because they are in debt. And but I make um like a promise to myself, I can't just quit because in educational field when you enter, you have to follow one year. No matter as teacher, you know, as administrator, because you have to take care of the students. So um, no matter what happened, I, I just um, make a promise to myself, I will not quit. And I try my best to learn something online marketing and also study some books. And I wish to find out a way that help the company to enroll more students in one year that help them get out of rent. And my wish come true. Um, in that year, um, not uh, the result that I create not only help the company get out of the rent, but also I create a revenue that is a, is a record of the company um, in their 15 years, um, you know, business history. So after I quit, the CEO um, just called me every year, invite me back to work with him. 
and I refused like four times each year, strict for five years. And um, after he invited me, you know, in the fifth time, I, I just curious, why are you so patient every year? Just call me for a few times and ask me back to work with you. So I say, okay, let's have a dinner together. And so um, when in the dinner, I, I just found out that uh, I, I create the result that no one can break. It's a record. So for him, you know, as a boss, you want an employee like this, right? I have no salary in one month during that period of time. And I still hang on and also um, create a result that um, amazed uh, in the industry, amazed other people in the industry. You know, um, that time it was um, 2013 to 2014. That's exactly one year. And then I lived. I, you know, I said, I must quit because it's not for human being to work with. Every day I work, I have, must be at school because it's like overseas like group here. And we also have a college. The student will um, study some credits and then will um, relocate to Singapore to study some credit. And finally, they will go to UK or US to finish the degree. Mm. And so I can't quit because I have, I have lecture for them. They have to finish some credits. That's why I say even I have no salary for one month. But for it long term, it's not it's not okay, right? I just I'm young, I'm energetic. I I I, I maybe I do something for myself as well. And after that year, exactly uh, one year that is uh, 2015, this company not only get alpha bread, had a lot of uh, cash flow, and also they being voted as the most valuable company in Hong Kong wow. in educational industry. Nice, and nice, that's why, yeah. So that's why after that five year, the CEO will call me every year, but he he didn't tell me anything on the phone. When uh, like five years and when I say, I, okay, let's have a dinner together. I don't know why you invite me every time, but I have something busy with, busy with at that moment. So I reject him five times every year straight. So when I have dinner with him, he just, you know, explore everything to me why I call you every year, why I want you, like be my partner. I can share the shares with you, you know, that we can be a business partner, you're not employee anymore. But no, I said, no, I'm not in, I'm not in this field anymore. Yeah, I'm still in educational field, like I have my coaching career, coaching business, but it's like a different, you know, different category for business people. Yeah, so well, at, at that time, what what uh, what topics were you teaching? I mean, what what were the kids level that you were teaching? I teach um hospitality, uh, hospitality, hospitality, oh. and also yeah, yeah, and also for like um, I, it, it's not a soft skill in communication. Mm, okay. Yeah, but it's like a more uh, in administration area, but still have to get in touch with the student. So I have some uh, like communication uh, soft skill lecture for them. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So, so how long you were uh, basically a teacher? Uh, as a primary school teacher, four years. For four years, yes, and then you made a change after that. So you decided one day, being teacher is not the right career or not what you want to do your entire life. I think in, deep down in my heart, actually, I'm a teacher because I'm talented in communicating <laughs> with people and get really complicated things simple and make it 
people understand. That's the, those people around me comment. So they come the comment from them. Mm. So I know, and also I have passion for that. I like to teach people from really complicated things to sim, you know, simplify them, and let them can take uh, action and get results from it. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So, so what was the next step? What 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 do you went into after being teacher? Uh, after being teacher, teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I relocated in Beijing for three and a half years. That's why it's wow. like a a base for me, and that is during Olympic time. I think it's two thousand seven or two thousand eight to two thousand eleven something. It's a three point half, three point five years. I relocated to Beijing, so I stayed in Beijing for uh, quite a few years, and that's why I have a chance to connect with the local Chinese and also witness um, how things can get fast uh, if China government want to do. Oh. You know, during Olympic time, I when I relocate over there, just I, I think it's like two or three months, then we will have Olympic. In just three months, mm, everywhere when I relocate, I just can see the simplified Chinese. But after three months, and everywhere you see the street sign, they're also English with simplified Chinese. Uh, everywhere. Okay. Okay, that's an, that's interesting. I think the two thousand was two thousand eight Olympics, right? So must have been an interesting time. If I, I I can ask you because that's quite interesting. How how would you as a, a Hong Kongese or Hong Kong Chinese uh, define the biggest difference between mainland and Hong Kong? What from uh, people's per perspective, like characteristics? What what would you say is like the top difference that you had to learn or that you have to like get used to? Um, we, I, I learned it from really hard time, but um, <laughs> uh, local Chinese in China is really, really hardworking. You know, I have over 10, 10 friends in my WeChat account. They are billionaire. They have one Rolls Royce minimum, one Rolls Royce, okay, and also one um, uh, Porsche minimum. Okay, I have uh, like few houses, you know, around the world, maybe properties. They're billionaire, um, uh, say in China, okay, RMB billionaire. But uh, it's, it's, you know, every day I, when I check their WeChat, they will post around 6.30 and then at midnight, I think it's before 12, they still, they still share something on their WeChat. It's like a Facebook post. Every day they have 10 minimum, 10 minimum posts to like a diary, what they're doing, uh, which business, person they met, what result they got, what they negotiate or talk about. I said, oh my God, you know, people like that is a billionaire, already so successful, over 100 people follow them. Uh -huh. they so hard. <laughs> and, when I, and you know their age is not yet 29. Uh -huh. It's really embarrassing for me. I also like them, encourage me to work harder. But I think the point is not, they are not driven by money. They're driven by the passion and mission. Because most of them, they want to create a legend. You know, they are not looking for make more one billion dollar. That's that's not a point for them. They want to be number one in that industry. So you can see that um, from time to time, because I'm in online marketing, right? When I just tell people, if you compare the Chinese social media and the Western social media, the biggest difference is they have the payment gateway to connect. But right now, you know, even Facebook, Massacre wants to have the um, like payment gateway, uh, like a token to uh, insert in the Facebook, but somehow it's not so easy, you know. Yeah. But um, 
WeChat Pay or Alipay already have over five years history. Why people are so innovative? You know, I think it's because from time to time they work really hard. And I can tell you something. Even Jack Ma is so successful now, right? But you know, sometimes he will like you never see him to have a shirt or tie. If he, if he he was in a conference, they would be like that. But basically, every day they just have shirt or jeans, and he will check out on the street like um um like a um, convenience store in Hong Kong, they will check Alipay is still work. So really, really down to earth and courage culture, even till now he is so, so successful. So it's a really different culture because they're from really, you know, really poor and nothing else have, have that, even no skill. You know, when you compare um, Elon Musk and uh, Jack Max, totally different. Elon Musk is a talented person. He was a former um, Stanford student, right? So he has talent as a coding guy. But Jack Ma will start his career when he was 14 years old. He's uh -huh. so stable, you know? You know, you have a family, he has a wife, so and yeah. he, is, he, he, was, he was a school teacher before. Mm -hmm. So, I, uh, but in, in China, there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of like business person like that. No matter how they're successful they are, they still want to hit the next level and want to change the world. Mm -hmm. So when we say about change the world, we are in um, different scale. In China, because the population, and also they, when they work hard, they can have uh, actually something that they can't imagine. So they, they would like to purchase. And even Jack Ma right now, you can see sometimes in a small study class, he will suddenly appear. Not because he he uh, he is a business owner or business partner with that education group or something, but he wants to learn something. So it's a really, really humble. I think this humbleness is uh, really unique in China in most really, really successful businessmen. So that's something really inspired me. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a good story itself. Uh, so I see you had a lot of experience, a lot of learning in the three and a half years in uh, Beijing. I know also you did like a Europe trip uh, soon after that, uh, which give you more experience, more ideas, probably also to free your mind a little bit and see some something different, some other cultures. Maybe you can give us like some insights in the in the trip that you did or why you did that. Oh, I invited by the um, networking event in Krum Castle. That's one, 135 years old Krum Castle. The Krum Castle owner also over there invited us to have an event over there. And there's a lot of influencer, it really is successful influencer and uh, like uh, some strategists that help the different countries to improve their GDP. You know, it's a mm -hmm. high level marketer, business owner, strategies over there. And I learned a lot uh, from them because they're from uh, eight countries, I think, different representatives. And I, I'm the only one in Asia, actually. I'm the oh, only okay. one. Okay. So when I share about the garage culture and uh, things happen, like what I told you, I mentioned here, they say, can't imagine that. You know, I, I, I mentioned more about like Alibaba culture. Alibaba, um, Jack Ma is like most people, you know, all the people know his name. But actually in China, you know, the other ladies also inspired me. It's a Fortune 500 company CEO. They're called Dong Mingzhu. This is like a Forbes influencer in Asia as well. And when you study her history, it's also, wow, you, you 
rarely find that in Western country. So I think there's like a different philosophy in running business and when compared with Western side and Eastern side. So I share a lot about this. Uh, if you want to enter China market effectively, you have to do something well. Like it's not. Um, it's not like in Western world, like a business model, because when um, you have a quite successful in a certain area, you will think, oh, when I enter China market, I would like to have uh, maybe 50 companies in that area in five years plan, right? 10 years plan. Mm -hmm. But in China, you can do that way. You have to um, shift the, the other like the business model and business mindset as well. So I share a lot about this and people really um, happy to hear that because there are also some Fortune 500 C over there. So they have some like struggle when they, they have company in China but somehow stop so they don't know why and at that time we have a lot of discussion and also idea exchange. So it's really um, uh, inspiring for me and also for them. Oh, okay, that's that's awesome. And like you just mentioned, like the differences between Europe and and China, and maybe also in Hong Kong. Uh, for sure, the social media environment is quite a different one. Um, so while while um, in uh, Western mostly Facebook is quite popular, we know that in in China you cannot use it. Uh, but also you had experience in Facebook, and um, then of course you had to figure out like what what really works in uh, in China, and I know the the WeChat platform is quite popular, uh, and uh, well you you know it even better. I think you 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 were named as one of the top ten uh, WeChat influencers in in Hong Kong. So let me know a little bit uh, more about that. Like how can you influence in WeChat, or what is the business you can really do in WeChat this this platform? Oh, um, yeah, this is a question that I ask by many people because they want to be WeChat influencer as well. And um, yeah, and it's like we know some influencer on IG, on LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn, yes. yeah? LinkedIn, LinkedIn, yeah. Influencer, that's my first time to hear that. Yeah, oh. I actually really shocked when I award as like a WeChat influencer and being interviewed by Golden TV at that moment. Wow, okay, nice. <laughs> like also, I, we have WeChat influencer. I never hear that before. You know, <laughs> how come? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Things is like that. Um, because right, uh, in China, WeChat uh, is like a private business sector, but actually they connect with the government. Hmm. So, um, if you have a WeChat uh, pay, that means you can have like a bank transaction, something like that, money transaction. Actually, your database is in China government's database. So they know where you are every day, what you do, and something else. And um, because I was relocated in Beijing before, and I, of course, I will download uh, WeChat, right? It's like I'm in Hong Kong, I will have a Facebook account. And same case, I also do like a lot of um, different posts on my WeChat account. So I attract many different friends to connect with me. I think at the time because I connect with the influencer in China. So that's why that empowered me to have more exposure on WeChat. But when I see WeChat, WeChat actually is a closed ecosystem on social media. That's not, this is really different to um, Facebook. But I think it's because I connect with uh, some, maybe three or four really successful influencers in China. That's why um, my uh, credit score on WeChat go a little bit high. So when I back to Hong Kong, I also sometimes turn on my nearby. Nearby is one of the function like um, you open your account to the people around you on the same district. 
same area. So people can search you and ask, uh, they send a friend request, ask you to accept that. Just like your Facebook account, sometimes you will have some stranger, right, to send your friend request, see if you accept them as well. So it's like same concept. And I remember in two, at the end of 2016, I turned on my nearby and like the three guys that banded me. And one is um, a Bloomberg influencer because I saw him in Bloomberg as like a spokesman person on, uh, on Bloomberg and in China. You know, it's China okay. uh, yeah. uh, influencer. And he added me and he said, oh, I don't know why. And I, when I figured out, like, you check their uh, photo album, actually they, they were in Hong Kong and had some investment submit, something like that. So they were like, oh, I would like to add some, like, business people, maybe look uh, influential, you know, just send out a friend request like that. So I, I'm one of, I was one of the person being at. And the other person uh, that changed my life is, um, is a person, he was, um, the developer developed the CRM system for Baidu and Tencent. So Tencent um, senior developer, it was him, you know, he developed the CRM. So he invited me, uh, came out on the Hong Kong train, uh, train station, he went back to China. He said, I want to see you, you are a business author, right? I have something to tell you, let's have a tea together, I will back up and teach in China. It's okay, so it's a public area for me, it's like safe, right? I just met him. And he told me, you are the top 10 influencer in Hong Kong, and you have business in Hong Kong, right? And you also have published a book. Uh, would you like to um, attend our ceremony to award you as the top 10 Hong Kong influencer? I said, oh my God. Wow. You know, <laughs> he's a stranger in a Hong Kong train station, you know, train station, there's some cafe. We just met over there and said, okay, we have talked, we can talk for two hours and then I have a train back to Shenzhen. I said, uh. oh, you know, what happened? He said, if you want to do that, we can keep in touch. I will send you the, all the details and if you back to, um, you, you attend this uh, ceremony, I will, I will have a car, I will send a car to pick you up and uh, you have to dress up because it's a red carpet mm. um, ceremony. And yeah, so I, I said, okay, wow. of course, right? Impressive, <laughs> and, yeah. It's a good coincidence, right? Yeah, because I I I ran to Guangdong when I was a little kid. So I said, it's not safe, but still okay, right? So I said, <laughs> let's go. And uh, when I uh, like uh, arrived there, really have a car picking up and and they arrange, uh, because this is like your know, activities in half by government, China government, and half by like a private company, steel companies together. Mm. So that actually is not a, a private event, it's uh, for the whole cities. So that's why I'm on TV, and they arrange a Guangdong TV host, They're quite famous, the host, the MC, and interviewer. And I, oh, you know, I have no agenda, don't just, Oh, just happened. So wow. when, okay. Oh, yeah. Suddenly make it to TV, right? Just yeah. like that. I have no idea. I don't, awesome. I, at that time, I didn't know I would be interviewed. He just mentioned that you have to dress up because it's like an event. And I don't know that it's like, a, because it's like government, half government, half uh, private companies. So it's more formal. And I, yeah. I saw uh, some public figure in, you know, mm. governmental seniors. <laughs> and yeah, so from that one, you know, because on TV in Guangdong, many people will say, oh, 
um, you are quite familiar. I think I saw you on TV a few years ago, right? Something wow. like that. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And yeah, so start from that point, because I have a background that I was in China as a China, you know, uh, relocated in China for three and a half years and from the north side of China to southern China, uh, side of China. So I have a chance to share with many friends and many friends are really successful. They have different uh, WeChat groups. So from WeChat, I, I can just one night, I reach out to 200,000, you know, or to 20,000 people in just one hour because mm. they have different, different like um, yeah. WeChat groups. Same as like Facebook group. Facebook group is, uh, you can accommodate 5,000, right? 5,000 mm. people. And because Facebook group, you, I'm not sure that you can at the same time all combine them together. If they're on Zoom, it's okay because Zoom can accommodate over like 600 something. But on WeChat, actually they have some tools they can accommodate like hundred thousand at the same wow, time. Wow, that's impressive, so yeah. Yeah, so I share the business side, uh, insight, for example, about the personality test for you to improve your sales skill. Mm. I share a lot of this and also it's like a um, pay online course. It's mm. something like that. So I just, through WeChat, influence um, uh, hundred thousand people minimum each. Wow, wow. <laughs> so I see all this um, experience you have in these different areas that we touched now uh, eventually led to one one point. Uh, this was your your own company which you you started basically this year, right? So Ignite Limited is uh, start this year. Uh, so congratulations for that. Like finally you're self-employed you're the entrepreneur you wanted to be also um and i see we're running slowly out of time so uh maybe uh, let's dig a little bit in your company uh because that's what you said you're doing you help companies uh to to enter the chinese market uh, effectively right uh, that goes obviously via via the marketing uh, wechat probably and and other tools um, that's, um, can you give us just like a few sentences about, about that, how, how you do that or you, how you really help the companies? Oh, uh, the company registered, uh, just in this year, like few, yes. may, yeah. may not, not yet one year, but I run this business for a while already. Like I think oh, it's okay. three years, but uh, mm -hmm. right now it's like more formal. I register a company as well. And, uh, people, no matter in Hong Kong or in foreign country, they also want to know, can I enter China market? How can I enter China market effectively? Because uh, in previously uh, few years, I was in online marketing and also always about Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn marketing. But from time to time, a uh, lot of like big clients, they ask me, can you help me to enter China market effectively? At that point, I have no solution to provide them because in China, every year they change, uh, it's like a rapid and different business model. Even the social media uh, right now really popular, uh, one of the really popular social media called TikTok, which Gary Vee always mentioned. So people know about TikTok. At the same company, they have their sister called Douyin. And people always, I, when I have, a, even I have a seminar, also 100 people there. After I finish, they still confuse about it. I ask them a question again, all of them answer the wrong answer. So I think it's, <laughs> complicated um, like uh, area when you want to make like a social media marketing in China. You must really clear about different platforms because different platforms, they have different features. Yeah, of and course, yeah. for some industry, that's not fit for 
the other industry. But this is just this year. Maybe after five years, then things will change a lot. Because right now we are in the generation, we have a big gap. If you are for, uh, like uh, 17 years like born, uh, when you talk with um, uh, a zero, zero year born, it, there's a gap over there. No matter what they, they're passionate about, they love about, the social media they, they use about, it's totally different. So if you have an expert help you to understand if you have a business, you want to enter China market effectively, you need an expert that is international born, like a city internationally born, but they have a deep root in China before. Otherwise, you will make some, you know, because yeah. it's like the bigger information always update. You can't have like the most update information that will make you lose your money. So that's why I started company and my clients actually work maybe the top three in their industry. That is not as like a justice for business owner. And my clients, most of them, I think all of them, they want to dominate the market. So that's why they, 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 they find me. Because um, when, when I talk with them, it's, it's like after three meetings and they feel confused. Uh, oh, TikTok is equal to the US. No. Because if you register as a TikTok user, you can see a lot of languages you can choose. For example, Japanese, uh, Chinese, English, uh, Spanish. But in Douyin, when you see the interface, their website, just almost simplify Chinese. You can't, you have no button to let you choose a language. Because yeah. Douyin is for use for China markets, real and China market. And all the citizens, they're supposed to just provide this social media for China citizens. So if you want to enter China market, TikTok is not a choice for you. You oh, have to see. Yeah, but people will just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people don't know, right? So people know it's uh, TikTok and it's, it seems very popular. I mean, even here in Malaysia and Singapore is quite popular. A lot of people use it. Mostly, uh, we think kids use it, right? So it was a bit difficult to understand how you can use it really uh, efficiently as a, as a marketing uh, platform. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, interesting. I think uh, uh, we we could talk a lot more about TikTok and Douyin. I think it's an interesting topic. Um, uh, however, I, I would like to come to a conclusion here um, to make also this uh, chat efficient. Uh, so I, I would like to thank you very much for your time and uh, maybe as a, uh, some final words from from you to come back at the very beginning. Uh, when we said, okay, if you if you look back to to bad times, right? Sometimes it's a blessing. Maybe you can give like your number one tip or idea, like when you had bad times, like what what was your motivated to continue to uh, to work hard and uh, to so you were able to reach your targets in the end. Uh, I have a it's a good question. I think all business person also have their ups and downs. For me, I have a habit that is morning meditation. Mm -hmm. And also every day I drink a uh, minimum, I eat uh, three lit waters. And I try my best to get in love sleep <laughs> and try to get to bed earlier. So these three habits and just help me to keep my mood in a really stable, healthy mood. Okay. So if you, you're depressed and you're being challenged by your environment, yeah, sometimes we, we, we are human, right? We can't avoid that. But how you face that is the other issue. So I'm quite blessed my family, uh, my parents and even my sister support me 
And I have a very good um, surround around with those successful person, even my clients, uh, like really um, treat me really, really well. So I'm really best in that area. But sometimes you still have like downtime, uh, like, you know, a, a, a good, good time and bad time. Yeah, so yeah. I think uh, consistency is something we have to get when you get mature. So I consistently, consistently have that practice three lit water every day, drink three lit water, morning meditation, and also uh, before I before I fell asleep, I will ask myself what good thing I have done today and any person I have helped for today. And I, I, I just fell asleep that. Oh, so I think that okay, keep, nice. back, keep your mood in really good mood because mm. When you are like a busy person, you have a lot of things to worry about, think about. And some people, they will just put all their stuff in their brain and in the sleep. But when you are in the sleep mode, really deep sleep mode, actually this is like an outwarding core, that is subconscious really active. So they, your energy will shift. If you always think about the positive things, good things, your energy will be, you know, better. And you will attract more good things for you to you know around you and to you. So this is my practice to keep me not to give up even when I was in the dark side or downtime. Wow. Okay, that's great. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Carrie, uh, for your time, for sharing your experience um, and your story uh, with me and with the audience. Thanks so much. And uh, also, I would like to thank the audience uh, itself for, for watching this episode. Please stay tuned uh, for a new episode. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Stay safe and stay healthy. You too. Thanks. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Hopnop. Hopnop is a community of like-minded professionals, freelancers, entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, and local influencers that meet monthly at unique venues to network, mix, and mingle. Live networking events are the best way to meet new people in your city and make new connections. Hopnop, your network is your net worth. Grow your circle of influence.